Quick announcement. So the story you're about to listen to features guest artwork and a guest illustration by an artist named Abby Wilkins. Some context here. Pete Whitehead, who's the resident artist for 7MS, is also a teacher at the Cleveland Institute of Art. And we've been doing this for a couple of years, and I love this collaboration. I've been commissioning one artist to feature their illustration on an episode each season of 7-Minute Stories. And so this season, we selected Abby's illustration. And do me a favor. If you have a podcast app that you're listening to that shows the illustration, I know many of them do, just keep an eye on it. Look at it while you're listening to the story or go to 7minutestories.com and look at the illustration during or after you hear this one. It just shows what a great amount of talent is out there and not only at the Cleveland Institute of Art, but just how many amazing artists there are. But specifically, Abby's illustration is such a great companion piece to this story. I think you'll see why we selected the work. And you can learn more about Abby, her art, because I put some links in the podcast description. All right, let's get to the episode. I put this sword away in my closet. And I knew this was going to be the last time that I ever used it. It was time. I had just destroyed my arch enemy. Not just my arch enemy, but really an enemy of the entire world. Now, I've only, for good reasons, I've only told this story to my wife and my brother, maybe one or two other people. But if you hang with me for the next seven minutes, I'm going to tell it to you. You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This is Season 4. When I was a kid, I had a wild imagination, but this takes the cake. (laughs) I'm laughing because this is sensitive, so hang with me. When my parents got divorced, I'm five. I didn't deal with it well. Good, bad, right, or wrong. Just what it was. The ensuing conflict, I just didn't handle well. And I was struggling. And around that age, I remember five or six years old, I started having really bad nightmares. Don't know if it was a direct result of the divorce, but I just could not stop having them. They were very visceral, the imagery. I couldn't stop thinking about them the next day. And then I would worry about going to sleep the next night. And this was like this circle, this cycle I couldn't get out of. And I remember I wasn't sleeping. My mom took me to the doctor. They're like, think good thoughts or, you know, try your breathing exercises. And they were being earnest. They were trying. It just wasn't working. I had to figure this out myself. And I remember laying in bed one night when this all changed. I'm laying there. I can't sleep. And I start going through thought experiments. And I was thinking, what if my nightmares aren't just mine? Like I knew they were mine individually, but I also knew other people had nightmares too. But what if there was something bigger at work here? What if there was like this dark energy this negative energy that was present that when you were struggling emotionally and you went to sleep that way, you were susceptible to it. And that's when it would try to go into your subconscious and affect your dreams. And I thought, okay, let's go down that rabbit hole. And I was like, well, if that's the case, then there's got to be a source of that. And so I gave this source a name. I called it the Dark Lord. It's the name I gave it. And by the way, I 
figured it out. The Dark Lord was the source of every human being's nightmare. Even yours. Well, I gotta fight back. Not just for me. Folks, I was fighting for you. This is my this is my rationalization. So how do you fight the Dark Lord and the monsters and the minions that accompany it? Well, I couldn't do it in my dreams because in the dream, you have some control, but you're really the puppet to the dream being the puppeteer. And that's where the Dark Lord really had all the advantage, hence the nightmare. But what if I used imagination as my portal to the realm in which the Dark Lord is at? Because in your dream, it's imagination. It's not real, right? So why don't I use imagination during the day where I have power and I can control my imagination more? And that's the plane, the paradigm where I will fight the Dark Lord. Now, I had this wooden sword and I had been practicing watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, He-Man. I was good with the blade. I knew I was ready to go to battle. And so the next day, I remember going out in my backyard, it was a weekend, and I held this wooden sword to my chest, and I had to come up with a name that was like an on-off switch, meaning when I said this name, it would transport me to the dream world, and then when I would say it again, it would transport me back to the real world. And so I held the sword to my chest, and I just came up with the first thing that popped in my brain, and I said, warp, Like, like warp speed. I guess. So I'd say warp. And when I would say warp, I'd open my eyes again. And I knew I wouldn't see anything really, but I would see it in my imagination. Therefore, I could fight it. So I would imagine all of these monsters, all of these beasts, all of these ghosts. And sometimes I would fight the Dark Lord. Wouldn't ever destroy him completely, but I would push him back enough. It's like And the shows I would watch, the cartoons, right? I'll get you next time. Like, you didn't ever kill Skeletor, but you pushed him back enough to win the day. And that day, using a wooden sword, the power of my imagination and warp, I won the battle. I knew I didn't win the war and I'd have to keep fighting, but I won the battle and I felt better. I remember my mom called me in for dinner. I I remember what, what I had to eat that night for some reason, too. I had tuna melts and uh, potato chips, a cold glass of milk. And that night when I went to bed, I didn't have a nightmare. The next morning I woke up, I was like, it works. So I fixed it. The only thing I would have to do is just use warp and fight the Dark Lord and his minions every single day, moving forward in my life. Little did you know, I'm in a cosmic battle for the dreams of all of humanity, and I meant it. I was all in. This went on. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm bringing you straight truth here. This went on until I was about 12 or 13. It's a little hard for me to say, but it did. But then 12 or 13, you know, I realized I I needed to stop. Like, I didn't need this anymore. I remember there's just this moment I was like, mm. and at that point, by the way, I had a real sword that I got from a medieval fair. Like, so I have a real blade. Things are getting dangerous. So I remember being like, okay, I'm going to come up with this final battle that I have to have. So I say warp and I got my real sword and it's just me and the dark Lord. And we have this epic sword battle 
I almost was defeated. And at the end, I was able to kick his sword out of his hand and I was able to drive my sword into his chest. And when I did, he exploded into a million pieces and I had destroyed my arch enemy. And when I did this, I walked to my closet, I wrapped up the sword and I put it away. And I was kind of emotional about this because it had been just such a habit for me. It's kind of like medicine for me, but I knew it was time to grow up, I guess. So I put the sword away and I didn't touch it and haven't seen it since. But the funny thing is, story may not be over. Just a couple of weeks ago, I opened my front door and I look out in my front yard and my daughter, she's standing, she's so beautiful and she's out in the yard and she's looking up at these trees and the winds blowing the leaves in the trees. And I see her with her finger on her temple, like she's concentrating. And I call out, I was like, hey, sweetheart, what are you doing? Are you moving the trees with your mind? And she turns to me and looks directly at me and says, yes. And I thought, oh boy. And then I thought, I might need to find that sword and pass it on to the next generation. Seven Minute Stories is created and performed by Aaron Califato. Our senior audio engineer is Ken Went. Our resident artist is Pete Whitehead. Original music by TJ Duke. If you or your company needs help starting a podcast, Aaron and Ken's company, Valley View, does just that. Reach out to them at valleyview.fm. Special thanks to our partners at Evergreen Podcasts, and I'm Corey Burse. Make sure to tune in next week for another story.